Episode 0050, an airbag, oh no. Welcome to the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm Kevin McCray, your host, also known as Blarv, and I'm here to tell you that this podcast may contain mature content, so be aware of that. On this episode, Heathen will bring us the news, we'll take in a new trailer, we have a new cocktail and cocktail corner, we have a game, and then feature presentation, we'll jump into the movie Hot Pursuit and use that as a topic starter for our gang. We have all of these things to listen to today in today's episode 0050. Let's head back in to the cantina. Sitting next to me, she's the head organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. She doesn't know why they're called Wisdom Teeth because she thinks they're stupid. This is true. How you doing, Heathen? I'm pretty good. Her How are you? Her name is Heathen. She's barely breathing, and her microphone matches her sweater. <laughs> Sitting next to her is one of the assistant organizers of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and a frequent... A main staple, I should rather say, of the Potable Picture Show. He is going on a date with me next week to have some cocktails. Well, howdy! His name is Beer Maker Matt. <laughs> Hello. He then said that she does not want to go with me to have a cocktail date next week. <laughs> because I won two tickets to cocktail time by answering a question about Manhattans. And actually, I guess I didn't really get the answer correct, but the man said that I got the closest and most complete answer, because I took it rather seriously. The first time, the question was, what is the uh, most important thing in making a perfect Manhattan? And I misread it. I thought it said the first thing to do in making a... uh, So I wrote, chill the glass, and then some other people wrote some stuff, and then I reread it, and I said, oh... Wait, I thought you said first thing. The most, uh, oh, and he said hint, not an ingredient. And I said, well, I don't know what the most important thing would be. You said it's not an ingredient. Otherwise, I would say it would be to use rye whiskey because a lot of people use bourbon. And then I said, um, uh, to use shaved ice and to stir, not to shake. And then I said, and probably, you also said not ingredient, but probably having the right mixture or the right balance of the bitters and the vermouth. And so I guess because I gave like four answers, <laughs> he said, the correct answer was measuring, but you got the closest and most correct answer. Because I did say the right balance of, of, um, of bitters and vermouth, which is like measuring. And then I said, measuring, that's the answer for every cocktail. 
<laughs> and he said, you're probably right. And then he said, I'm going to put you on the list for you and Plus One. Do you know who your Plus One is? I said, I don't know. Let me check. That might be Heather Cope, known as Heathen. And he said, okay. And then Heathen said, I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> And then I asked Beer Maker Matt, and Beer Maker Matt said, if there's booze involved, I'm there. And I said, okay. And then I told the guy, my plus one <laughs> is Beer Maker Matt. Is that all right? If we if two guys go? And he said, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not even going to be there. I'm just going to put you on a list. Yeah. And that's my story. I love how you ad-libbed what I said. What did you say? I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yours is way more funner. You and your codes. Funner. I know. That's my code word for fuck off and die. <laughs> I have to work. That's nice. <laughs> All right, heathen. <laughs> Prepared for doing some news? Wait, let's hit some babies first. If anyone is new to our podcast and this is your first episode after 50 episodes, you missed 49 before this, including episode zero zero which was an episode it still may be out there anytime you hear about people beating a baby like this uh that's that's fine to hit this baby that means you got to drink along with us at home i am drinking as my sipping beer today from speakeasy it's called butcher town it's an india black ale i'm drinking it because it's got a big cow on the cover and in the movie hot pursuit one of the assailants had a longhorn tattoo that looked exactly like a longhorn tattoo, but for some reason, Reese Witherspoon did not know what it was. She thought it was a melting snowman, among a bunch of other things. Hmm. <laughs> What's your sipping beer there, beer maker Matt? Uh, has nothing to do with the movie. I just really wanted to try it the other day. Didn't. <laughs> is that a St. James? This is the St. James uh, Brasseria, mm-hmm. the third man, which is their triple. Hmm. I've had that there, but not in the bottle. I haven't bought any other beers in the bottles, but I did drink that one there. And what are you drinking there, Heathen? A Henry Weinhardt's Blue Boar. Blue Boar. Because I'm a For boar. when you have blue balls. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody will, but it won't be me. Your glass is so small and teeny. Hmm. <laughs> India Black Ale. All right, Heathen, now that your palate is soaked, would you like to pontificate upon some news? Yes. Heathen's Heathen's Speaking of Reese Witherspoon, mm. she is going to be in space. Grease withered dick. That's what she does to me. (laughs) I think she's pretty. Yeah. She will be starring in an upcoming film about an astronaut with um, PTSD in a movie called Pale Blue Dot. Hmm. It's going to be different than the Interstellar and Gravity movie. Um, It's about an astronaut that begins to lose grip on reality after being in space for an extended period of time. So it will have a different so spin. How is that different than gravity? Well, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be based on something that people could more relate to, maybe. Um, it's entering a growing te- trend of Hollywood films about astronauts and space exploration, which doesn't make any sense because that's like the same two movies. Hmm. Well, I think we've we have always a had a fascination with space travel and... 
exploration. And we need more and more women movies, apparently. Uh, Do you hear about how, this isn't in Heathen's News, I don't think, but how um, there's like a men's group that is um, protesting Mad Max for being feminist propaganda? (laughs) It's definitely a strong female lead, which would be good, and we can expect some big things coming from this upcoming film. I'd like to send Reese Witherspoon to space. It's going to have a wide range of subject matter. Oh, besides PTSD and space? Yeah. Hmm. Should be interesting. We'll see. So I guess it'll just be her. That's why she's getting the PTSD. Yeah. And she won't have any robots or anything to talk to? No robots. No nothing. Just her. And herself in space with her PTSD. And the fear of sucking into the vacuum of space into the blackness thr has accumulated some weird chinese subtitles that have been posted in social media for um the yeah the avengers sorry (laughs) (laughs) some of them are relatively tame like captain america saying i'm home being translated to i'm good or a line about being wait uh, a line about waiting too long becoming i'm very old but here are three of the oddest mistranslations the film had to offer. You get hurt, hurt him back. You get killed, walk it off. This is the battle advice Captain America gave to the team before an encounter with Ultron. However, the Chinese translation for this became run fast as someone tries to kill you. Then well, there's good advice, though. <laughs> it's not quite as motivational. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the opposite of what it was originally meant to be. Then there's uh, Son of a Bitch. This is a standard expletive um, one might utter in the middle of a fight or, a, or if a toe is stubbed. But one is probably wouldn't say if they were pissed off or hurt is my old familiar partner. Um, just think if Tony Stark had said that during his fight with Hulk. My old familiar partner. I'm going to say that next time that Instead I want to swear at work. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Next time I get mad. My old familiar partner! Well, that's like me saying beans and rice when I'm swearing at work. Um, we may not make it out of this. When you're about to battle a robot bend on genocide and his drone army it's understandable to think that you may not live through it however just imagine if tony stark instead let's back off now okay. instead of we may not make it out of this so that was the translation yeah those wacky chinese <laughs> and the last one is that the australians have threatened to kill johnny depp's dogs oh what they didn't threaten to kill johnny depp No, his dogs. Johnny Depp has two days to get his little dogs out of the country or else. Um, The ministry has accused Depp of smuggling his beloved Yorkshire Terriers um, abroad his private jet. And he has 72 hours to send his his pats pecking. His pet's packing, or the, they will put him down. Is he visiting? Or yeah, what? he's over in Australia. Is he shooting a movie, or what is he doing in Australia? Smuggling dogs as a <laughs> hobby. 
Um, they're big Yorkshire Terrier market there to the Aborigines because they're like big dogs for them. They're refilming the fifth installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movie series, and so they've started a petition on change.org to save the dogs. Australia has quarantine regulations to prevent diseases such as rabies. And to bring a pet, owners must apply for a permit and submit a 10-day quarantine period upon approval. He's got a shit ton of money. Just fly the fucking dogs back out. Why they need to be there. Or just quarantine them. Just because you can't be above the law. But, you know, I guess if you're from Mexico, you can just come over without any kind of inoculations. That's my... So you're going to turn this into a political statement? I am. An anti-immigration law? There, I just said it. (laughs) <laughs> don't even don't even just don't so that's that, my story and i'm sticking to it yeah you were pretty excited during those news stories. i am let's punch it baby all right um oh yeah because there was lots of mexicans in this movie speaking spanish and even <laughs> reese withertoad spoke spanish in this movie withertoad <laughs> You could call her Reese Camel Toe. <laughs> yeah. She's not that bad, I guess. I don't think so. She did really good on Saturday Night Live, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, mind her. I don't mind Reese with her. I, <laughs> with her bone. <laughs> I don't really mind her either, I guess. It's just, I don't know. Like, her, the character she played in um, Election, I imagine that's how she is in real life. And I think that's why I didn't like her, because she seems like that kind of person. But I think she's a little bit... Not that annoying. Election? Anybody? Alexander Payne? Okay. <laughs> Coming this fall from the producers of Fried Green Tomatoes and the director of Castaway comes Shit Factory. Previews! So we have a preview this week. It is called The Intern. The Intern, we have not seen this preview yet. It is relatively new and it has Robert. De Niro, which translates to Bob the Money. It's loading. It's PG-13 for some suggestive content and brief, strong language. Okay, Benjamin, I'm going to ask you one of our more telling questions for all of our interns, so I want you to, like, this is the one to really think about, okay? Where you see yourself in 10 years. <laughs> when I'm 80. And I myself. <laughs> A few weeks ago, we talked about the senior intern oh, program. That's who it was. Was high school or college? No, 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 no. In half the way. years in life. Hold on. What? That's our founder and CEO, Jules Austin. Do you need any tips before I go in? Blank. Blank. She hates when people don't blank. It weirds her out. Hi, Jules. I'm Ben, your new intern. I'm glad you also see the humor in this. You are not to. I will email you and I have something for you to do. I'll wait to hear from you, sir. I'm terribly sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Jules new driver? No, actually I'm her intern. That's hysterical. How's that been? Well, it's been a mobile. There you go. <laughs> you're not as old as I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say intern slash best friend. Look at Lauren Boyce because this is what cool is. How in one generation have men gone from guys like Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford to. Oh boy. 
So I think my microphone wasn't hooked up on that one, so it was bad quality again. What do you think of that one, Heathen? I think it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> I think it... <laughs> Why do you even bother asking me if they're just going to laugh at me every time? Because um, 90% of the previews you watch, you say, oh, I want to see that. And then like 10%, you're like, I don't want to see that. There's not like anything in between. So? There's never like, uh... I'm a very black and white person. Have you met me before? There's not. So anyway, you think what what, what part of that movie makes you think it looks good? Well, all of it. Okay. Like, can you give me one example? Um. Well, it seems to be kind of a all-around movie that um, guys and girls and a family could enjoy all together. Oh, I was reading Anne Hathaway is going to be in a movie where she can control kaiju with her mind. Can you spray her? <sighs> kaiju. Squ- squirting aliens in the cantina. <laughs> Probably edit that out. Because he even has to keep snapping and doing stuff. It's more distracting than the aliens. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, kaiju, like, uh, like Godzilla's. And then I wrote on the little thing, I said, Anne Hathaway has been controlling my kaiju for many years. Hmm. It wasn't the lady at Del Taco. <laughs> um, I like seeing it because I like seeing Robert De Niro be in a comedy where he's not just a fool, where it's actually like a real comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, where everyone are like real people. Like, um... Meet the Fockers was all right, but he's done other comedies where he just uh, comes across as just like just dopey or whatever, just not like a real person. So it looks like he's doing some real acting is what I'm trying to say. There you go. And I always like a little bit of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more realistic than the other intern movie. <laughs> yeah, where they look for Professor X. <laughs> okay, Heathen. Shall we go to Cocktail Corner? Sure. A lot of outside noise today. We'll be changing um, locations for the cantina for uh, next week going forward. We'll see how that place sounds. As we renovate the cantina, I went to Del Taco today because the Taco Bell is being renovated or possibly closed forever. It's being renovated. It's a new spring remodel. You guys don't know. (laughs) I see America drinking. The fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting yeah. stinking on something I stir or shake. Have a drink! So this week in Cocktail Corner, we're going to do a cocktail that is somewhat related to the movie, Hot Pursuit. This cocktail, it's not really a cocktail, it's a shot. It is called uh, Desert, no, Texas Rose. And... Yeah. This relates to the podcast because the original name of this movie was Don't Mess With Texas. It takes place in Texas, and to one of the ingredients in this cocktail originally is hot damn, which goes with hot pursuit. Instead of hot damn, I got 99 bananas. I'm sorry, 99 cinnamon. I was going to say you might know of this drink from when we made the Laffy Taffy with 99 bananas. Um, we're also reusing another cocktail uh, ingredient, tequila rose, which I don't remember what drink that we uh made with this for which podcast 
But anyway, it's a simple cocktail or a simple shot. I've never had it. It's a layered shot, 50-50. Uh, so you could pour it or you can use the spoon to layer it. I would suspect the tequila rose would go on the bottom because that would be the heavier half. And then layer the 99 cinnamon on top of that. So if you're making that along at home, put get a shot glass, <laughs> put half of your tequila rose in it, and then put half of your hot damn or 99 cinnamon. I like the 99 um, family, so that's what I went with. They do not sponsor the show, but they could if they would like to. I'm still seeking sponsorship for many things. We're still waiting for your drinking jacket. That's going to come in August when you can't use it. I forgot <laughs> that uh, in December I ordered something on Amazon for myself that I didn't realize wasn't available, and now it's coming. And I, Because I saw something come in my email saying, oh, your shipment for, here's an update from a shipment from Amazon. And I said, what the hell is that? And I said, oh. I ordered this this comic book a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> well, wow, it's a, to me. such a surprise. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> when you are changing your cantina and your cantina needs um, it to have its electricity needs fulfilled, and you call your facility facility operator and ask what the new address is of the cantina, make sure your facility operator tells you the correct address because it is only 10 seconds to switch facilities from one cantina to another, but then when you have to actually change it and update the address and you reach a lady on the phone that does not know how to do her job, it takes 19 minutes and four cancellations. <laughs> and I'm a pretty patient person, but by the end I was just about to say come on it's not that hard let's just go as slow as you need it's not that hard when she just asked to speak to a supervisor after the second time um because she kept surprising me as she was fucking it up because it doesn't seem that hard to get going is our shots ready uh, i think so do we have anything to drink to um the new um podcast Give area to tomorrow me. No one ever gives me my beer's cup. I would like to drink to World Peace. No, I always drink to World Peace. Do you know what movie that's from? Groundhog Day. I'll drink to that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll drink to that. Yeah, I'll drink to that. I'm not a fan of the cinnamon. Well, you got to drink it all at once. Although, <coughs> the cinnamon is the strongest taste to it. Yeah. The tequila rose just kind of um, washes down that hunter-proof burn. I don't really get any of the tequila uh, tequila rose. It's not going to drink itself, even. Where'd you get this recipe? Off the internet. Hmm. Of his mind. I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to sip my shot like a dainty lady. Have I ever... Drink just, a shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, because that's what shots are for. No, I don't. I sip it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drink two bottles of wine in a night, but you sip your shot. Slow and steady wins the race. Hmm. <laughs> wow. All right. You guys ready to play a game? Sure. Shall we play a game? This game is pretty simple in concept. It is called Sophia or Reese. 
I'm going to give you some facts or some quotes, and you tell me if these are about Sofia Vegera or Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Witherspoon. <laughs> so, you guys can both just give me your answers at the same time. You don't have to ring in or anything, and then um, keep score for yourselves. Understand the game? Do you know who the people were talking about, Heather? Do you know who <laughs> Sofia Vegera is? Yes. And do you know who Weez... It's hard to roll your W's. Witherspoon is. Yes. Okay, question one. As a young girl, she was so self-conscious of her thin frame, she used to wear two pairs of jeans to fill out her figure. Race. Sophia. Sophia is the correct answer. Your American Mike gets one point. Uno. She is a vegetarian. Race. Sophia. Reese. Oh. My pen no work. <laughs> Maybe you need to use something harder right on. Use your tongue. <laughs> Number three. Was introduced to the entertainment industry at a very early age. At age seven, she began modeling. This led to appearances on several local television television commercials. Reese. Mm. I'm going with my trend of Sophia. It is Reese. Sophia Vergara didn't get um, known until much later. She was uh, working as a dental hygienist or something, and someone discovered her on the beach and asked her to do some model work. Nice. Um, she collects antique linens and is crazy about old embroidery. Reese. Uh, Sophia. It is Reese. Damn. <laughs> She was diagnosed with thyroid cancer in 2000, but after treatment has had a full recovery. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Sophia, I gotta get it right. It is Sophia. <laughs> hey, she was rushed to the hospital after being hit by a car on September... Reese. September 7th, 2011. <laughs> Don't write down a point. Why are you writing down a point? Because I know it's right. <laughs> Well, wait, good gamership. Okay, the answer is Reese. Way to give it away. You're such a horrible player at this. Let me finish reading it. Rushed to the hospital after being hit by a car on September 7, 2011 while jogging in Santa Monica, California. Was treated for minor injuries before being sent home. Received a quarter-inch scar on her forehead that she hides with her bangs. All right. Here are some quotes. You tell me who said these things. It is still either Reese or Sophia. People want to try and move you into a place where you can be easily identifiable by every woman in America to be this very likable woman in a romantic comedy. And it's really hard for me. I just don't see myself as the kind of girl that everybody likes. I never have been, and I don't know how to be that person. Reese. That is Reese. Quote. I play a mean woman that tries to manipulate the Three Stooges into killing her husband so that she gets all the money. Sophia. I'm gathering that neither of you saw the Three Stooges movie. Mm, yeah, no. I'm I didn't say either, Sophia actually. as well. It is Sophia. Number nine. Los Angeles is crazy. The people all look the same now. That thing with the cheeks like Madonna, who do they think they're fooling? It doesn't make them look young. You end up looking like a freak. Reese. Reese. 
That is Sophia. Ooh. I was going to say that because I was going to switch to all Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I've learned the art of ignoring people. When people give you some piece of direction that you don't like, you just nod and ignore it. Just don't do it. Most people want to be heard and acknowledged anyway. Just do what you want. Reese. It is Reese. So what's the score right now? Seven. Six. Okay, last question. Let's see if we tie up the game. I don't have a tiebreaker. I clearly had one drink too many, and I'm deeply embarrassed about the things I said. It was definitely a scary situation, and I was frightened for my husband, but that is no excuse. I was disrespectful to the officer who was just doing his job. I have nothing but respect to the police, and I'm very sorry for my behavior. Sophia. Reese. It is Reese. Ooh. I don't think Sophia was married. No. Uh, she was. It was a long time ago. Reese Witherspoon got arrested for uh, disorderly conduct or something um, in Louisiana a oh. few years ago. For uh, Actually, her husband was being arrested, and then she got in the cop's face. <laughs> so, congratulations, heathen. You got another sticker. <laughs> That's your fan. <laughs> They're very excited. My one fan. All right, ready to head into feature presentation? I am. I'm going to hit some babies first. Yeah, that's fine to hit this baby. <sighs> mm, and then feature presentation. So every week in feature presentation, we take a film we saw with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and we use it as a jumping off point for topics of conversation. This week, we saw the movie Hot Pursuit. It had quite a pair in it. And also it had Sofia Vergara and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, here's a brief synopsis about the film. An uptight and by-the-book cop tries to protect the outgoing widow of a drug boss as they race through Texas pursued by crooked cops and murderous gunmen. As I mentioned earlier, uh, this film previously had been called Don't Mess With Texas, which I think is a way better uh, title because Hot Pursuit is very generic and no one will remember that name a year from now. Um, while filming a physical push and shove scene, Sofia Vigera accidentally grabbed Reese Witherspoon so hard that Reese had to go to the hospital due to a popped ovary. Ooh. Sophia and Reese mention the incident in an interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, this film takes place in Texas, but was filmed in Louisiana. Heathen, how would having a how would having your ovary popped feel? That doesn't sound very fun. Well, I don't think anything that it sounds poppable sends you to the hospital. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Well, I would think it would be similar to a, like a hernia. You think ovaries are a little bit deeper and be harder to pop, I guess. Harder to squish. But that might, they might not be as durable, I guess, mm -hmm. because of that. Well, this was... Uh, Beer Maker Matt and I talked about that uh, it's kind of a trend of chick buddy movies coming out. So this was a, I guess, would be in the buddy movie genre. Um, regardless of men and women, women and women, men and men... What's some favorite buddy movies of yours? I will list mine first. 
Uh, first came to mind was 48 Hours, which was probably the best buddy cop movie before buddy cop movies became a thing. I'm surprised they haven't remade that yet, although they sort of have again and again and again. The Heat was basically, well, I guess it wasn't 48 Hours, but Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy, when Eddie Murphy was still becoming a rising star around the time of Trading Places, that was probably my favorite buddy cop movie. The second one that came to mind was White Men Can't Jump with um, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. And Rosie Perez, but she's not one of the buddies. But you do see her titties. All right, Heathen? <laughs> or Matt? Would Turner and Hooch count? I almost thought about that one. I was almost <laughs> going to say Turner and Hooch, and then I said, no, that's a dog movie. Um, and Lethal Weapon, I considered also. But Thelma uh, and Louise? Thelma and Louise is a great... It's not only a buddy movie, it's a road movie. Yeah. I would say, you know, going along with your theme of you know, 48 Hours being the original. I think Bad Boys is still probably one of my favorite. Bad Boys by the Michael B. Word. I don't know when I... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. That was yeah, kind of a buddy movie, yeah. too, I guess. Yeah, well, more of a... Just a kind of a dumb, fun movie, I suppose, but... I'm trying to think of. I was trying to. I know that there's better ones. I don't know that I've ever seen Bad Boys one or two because uh, one of the director and two, um, I don't really like Martin Lawrence. But I have heard from that director that that is one of the better movies. I lost my done. virginity, Bad Boys. Two Bad Boys. Yeah, <laughs> that playing, sounds playing, funny when you say that though. Went over to watch it with a, a girl, and uh, yeah. I just like the. I just <laughs> like. I just like the, I'm gonna try. Was it a good movie or not a good movie? Well, I mean, I'd seen it before, but yeah, oh, okay. I'm gonna try to isolate the uh, the blurb. I lost my virginity to bad boys. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'll good, be his intro. Because good boys won't take your virginity, <laughs> usually. All right. Um, <laughs> so in this movie, I also talked about a little bit with uh, Matt after the movie about certain plot holes. Not necessarily plot holes, but. Because there's a difference between plot holes and like just gaps of logic. Um, like one thing in the movie we saw, uh, what was the one we saw where they went to Germany to get the deal? Oh, uh, uh, <clears throat> with um, with Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. So, like that movie. One of my problems with that movie is like, or maybe it wasn't really my problem, but I read it in a review and I agreed with it. Is the characters would change from smart to stupid depending on the scene and it didn't make sense so in this film kind of had some of that where um it wasn't really plot holes it was just they would do things that didn't make any sense but anyway going along with plot holes though and we may have talked about this on the podcast to you and i think i think we have talked about what's the killer to you like what kills a movie for you so i don't know if we talked about plot holes in general um how big of a deal is that to you if you see a plot hole in the movie or it's just do you even care does it matter if the movie's entertaining enough? Do you just w- wish it over, or do you just like, no, I need that part explained to me? No one should have their hair not flying in zero gravity. Well, for me, it's you know a combination of a few things. So I always wonder, you know, it, were they just that oblivious? They were just trying to make a movie to make money, or do they just not care? They're just trying to get a laugh out of it. And that's the quickest way they can think of to get to a laugh. 
But does the plot holes bother you, or you just not really that important? The only time it really doesn't bother me is when they point out the plot hole. In the movie? Yeah. Like, uh, they did that a lot in Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat's Great Christmas. They would point it out, like, purposefully, yeah. and I just thought it made it worse doing that. <laughs> like, you're trying to point out that you have a plot hole and that that will be funny, and then we won't realize you have a plot hole. Yeah. But now you've just made it worse by pointing it out, really. I loved it. It didn't matter. I don't think... I don't think him. I don't know. I it, if it's supposed to be an entertaining movie, I don't think it really matters yeah, if there's plot holes. But I guess if it's like a serious movie, then if there's issues with it, or maybe if I can pick it up, then they probably shouldn't have it. Like the American Sniper, where they had the fake baby, probably should have That's reshot really that. Hole, well, okay. Then maybe, um, if she had a baby and never had had sex before, then that would be like a plot hole. Like one of my biggest. So plot. then let's talk about religion. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big plot hole there. Well, the <laughs> worst kidding. ones that I've ever seen was in uh, Signs, where you've got aliens that are coming to take over the world that have achieved space travel and all they have to attack you with is gas out of their hand they've got these intergalactic spaceships and that's all they brought to the fight maybe they didn't think they were gonna have to fight (laughs) i don't really have a big problem with plot holes that much i've mentioned that on the podcast before because i always try to come up with my own i'll come up with my whole own backstory no matter how complicated and convoluted it is to try to and again some of these aren't plot holes like um I know one thing that really bothered me was in that movie, uh, what's it called, um, with the old people, Red? It's not called Reds. Red? Yeah, just Red. Red. So there's a scene in there, they're having like a car chase through the city, and there's no one on the sidewalk anywhere or in any um, <laughs> place that they're passing, and it's a big city, and I'm just thinking, that's kind of weird that no one's on the city anywhere, and they've just driven through this huge city for like five minutes chasing each other and shooting, and no one is around. Mm-hmm. I never actually really could come up with it explanation in my head why that would happen but i just thought oh maybe like a bit like the world cup's on and everyone's inside or something like that i don't know um this movie that we saw um it did, like i said didn't necessarily have some plot holes just had some questionable decisions and then some changes in plot but um it uh it kind of reminded me of what we said when we reviewed tammy that it wasn't wasn't necessarily bad. It had a lot of funny parts. I just expected them to push it a little bit further. Although there was one person in the front near the front row that laughed harder than I've ever heard anyone <laughs> laugh in a movie. Yeah, it was the loudest I've seen, I've seen yeah. anyone laugh. And um, well, I knew it was going to be good because one of the first kind of jokes in the movie, he did the hand clap like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did do that a couple times. <laughs> person behind me laughed hard enough that they had to do one of these like. Oh boy! To get his breath back. See, yeah. And then I was sitting next to one of our movie me- uh, members that uh, every predictable thing happened. Like every time the bad guy showed up, she'd go, "Oh no, oh no!" They get a flat tire. Oh no! They would see a bear coming into the frame. Oh no! It's okay to get lost in the movie. I mean, if but the part that the guy laughed at that hard. Um, the reason he laughed. This isn't really a spoiler. It doesn't matter. Is the uh, their car is parked, and then it gets slammed by a semi, in which our movie club member went, oh, no. 
And then a bunch of cocaine blows all over the place, everywhere, all over everything. And then the person next to me saying, oh, no, goes, airbag, which I have <laughs> no idea what that has to do with anything. Yeah, speaking of plot holes, so that the car was parked on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, wait, not, not like on the shoulder, like on yeah. the side of the road. Yeah. And a semi hits it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the same guy that hit um, uh, Tracy Morgan. There you go. They got they got him to reprise his part in this movie. <laughs> I'm getting really bad with names. I'm becoming senile. You know what I keep doing a lot nowadays? Like, all the time, I just did it again. I keep, uh, when I write things, when I write the word off, I keep just writing of and forgetting the other F. And I don't ever reread stuff that I write because I used to not um, be that dumb. What I've been doing is when I type payoff request, I'm typing pay oof. Oh, that's worse than me. You're putting two O's instead. Two O's instead of two F's. Because I'm, yeah. I just just can't spell off. Well, neither of us can spell off, so we're both (laughs) going to go. But I've done it, I've done it um, like twice in two weeks where I've misspelled off. I did it once on Mike Number One's uh, page where he had that picture of himself with like the black eye and everything and I asked him if he fell off his porch but I said did you fell of your porch and that was like an inside <laughs> joke because we did a meetup kind of thing at his house one time and a, another one of our club members got so drunk that she fell off his porch um, and then on a, one of the sites I write for I misspelled um, off with of and I couldn't correct it after I uh-huh. submitted it made me feel really fucking stupid don't feel stupid all right so this question is a sequel to last week when we talked about grudges. So it should be um, pretty obvious where things go because Beer Maker Matt doesn't really have grudges, and he then does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gotten revenge or sought revenge um, against anyone? So the re- this question comes from Sophia's character. Her, her motivation in the movie is to get revenge on someone. So have you ever looked for revenge against anyone, Heathen? Well, the only thing that I am going to talk about is oh my God. that I <laughs> helped my friend on, it happened to be April Fool's Day, and we were out at the club really late, and we realized it was April Fool's Day, so we thought, oh, perfect time to get her boyfriend back, and he had these like low-profile tires. He had um, like a... So you were helping someone get revenge. Yeah. Okay. And so we let the air out of his tires. And the low-profile tires, you can't really tell that they're flat until you're driving them for a little bit. And the rims were pretty expensive. So, yeah. So we went to his apartment and let the air out of the tires. I mean, he knew who it was, but it was what, April did Fool's. Did you leave a note? No. It was, he, you know, he called, but. He's like, hey, you guys deny, let the air out of deny, my tires. Deny, deny, Yeah. Hmm. Like April Fools, bitches. So beer maker Matt, even though you don't hold grudges, did you ever get revenge against anyone? I'm sure there's been yeah, some times when I've gotten revenge. Not oh. like intentionally, but unintentional you know, revenge. Around, That's unintentional what is unintentional revenge? Karma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, the, only, the only thing oh, that I can think no. of is like oh, one no. of my one of my friends wanting to get revenge on somebody and asking me to to help back when I was young and stupid. That's still revenge. That's not unintentional revenge or help. I just was your friend Bill Cosby. (laughs) There you go. So I did. uh, 
Uh, what did I do? So, a lot of my revenges, like I said, because I hold a lot of grudges for no reason as a kid. So, my revenges probably weren't really revenges. It was just being mean. I may have mentioned one is I didn't really like my neighbors. No real particular reason. They were just noisy, and they would look in the window at me when I was naked. So, And I like to hang out on roofs, so my friend Clay pooped down the chimney. Um, <laughs> also, it reminded me, when Heathen talked about the nail story, I also, um, or she was talking about letting air out of someone's tires. Um, I lived in an apartment where uh, the same car kept parking in my parking space, which is, was already irritating because um, there wasn't any other on-site parking. It was a gated apartment, and you had to park out on the street if you weren't in your um, thing, and there was a lot of vandalism out there. Besides that, there was one time when someone was in my parking space that I was bringing uh, my dog home from the vet. And as I pulled up to my parking space, someone was there. And then my dog threw up on me. And I can't remember. Anyway, I had like a lot of invested in anger <laughs> by people parking in my parking space. So I went and I just, I, I didn't put nails in their tire. I put nails behind their tire. So if they backed up, the nails would go in their tire. So it wasn't actually me doing it. Yes, it was. It was them doing it. I confessed to my mom that my friend and i did that to everybody in our complex one time put nails on their cars yep everybody What's wrong with you? <laughs> we did that to everybody we were in about oh sixth grade we just went and did that to everybody you're horrible <laughs> we were bored you're bored yeah we had back when i had my first job yeah <laughs> met some friends and we started doing something like every I think it was every Friday night called community service where mm-hmm. we'd go out basically doing random acts of stupidity mm-hmm. and violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I remember one, one night we uh, decided to kind of put a twist on um, mailbox baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would actually take the mailboxes after hitting them mm-hmm. and we wind up like mailboxes all across this like windy mountain road out uh, in the Bay Area. So that somebody would come around the corner and run over a bunch of mailboxes, yeah. <laughs> or try to swerve and drive off the cliff. I have a video somewhere, kind of before Jackass, of my brother headbutting a huge mailbox off of the post. Um, it's a good video. It's a classic. Except for I was such a pussy at the time that I was so freaked out that it happened that I was trying to get away from my car, and my friend Dan kept saying, "Wait, wait, wait." Because what happened is my car door was open and it was up against like a pole and I was backing away, tearing my door off, but I was such a hurry to get out of there. So I ended up uh, having a door that wouldn't close for a while. And then we could get it closed eventually. We hammered it in and it just wouldn't open again. And then people would have to jump out the window, Dukes of Hazard style, which was especially fun when you uh, roll up to the porn store in the ghetto. And your buddy just jumps out the window. <laughs> and then all the freaks that hang out in the ghetto are just like, all right, we better watch out for these guys. Hmm. Yeah, those are all two stories. All right. Anything you want to talk about else about the movie? About Sofa Vigera? Reese Witherspoon? There wasn't really anyone else important in this movie too much. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about, Heathen? You looking forward to the sequel? Hopper Suit 2? Yes. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? No, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beer maker Matt, I'm going to give you some things to rank. The These things are all, for the most part, um, top-ranking comedy sitcoms 
on TV that are uh, and the Nielsen ratings or whatever you want to call they're they're some of the top shows basically currently all of these are top shows from last week other than last man on earth which is on break right now uh but it was a top show earlier um top show for who you know nielsen ratings like um you know big bang theory is always like the number one rated show of all shows on tv every week so rank these shows however you want we have big bang theory modern family the goldbergs last man on earth and two broke girls well those are basically the top-ranked comedies on TV right now. Yeah. Well, I've never seen the Goldbergs, so that'd probably have to be uh, number five. So um, you're going to rank these on your on your preference? Which one do you like the best? Yeah. Oh yeah. So five is the Goldbergs. Uh, number four, The Last Man on Earth. Shut the hell up. Yeah, it's kind of hard because I do watch the rest of these. Oh my god. Uh, so with annoyed. the exception of Two Broke Girls, I've only seen a. I like them. That. So that'll be number it's four. Better than the last man on earth. Will you shut your hole? <laughs> this is not your ranks. So two broke girls is number four. Yeah. Uh, I'm being the commentary. And he's coming around the mountain when <laughs> he comes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, then I'll be last man on earth. Number three. So we'll do Oh man. Yeah. Modern family and then Big Bang. Big hmm. Bang Theory gets number one. What do you say, Heathen? Is that your number one also? You love Big Bang Theory. Or you just love Big Bangs? Um, I would think that uh, Modern Family would be number one for, for me. For you, really? Yeah. That's a surprise. And I would say probably um, Big Bang Theory number two. Okay, that's enough. Broke Girls, okay, 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 okay. The Goldbergs, <laughs> and The Last Man on Earth. So Beer Maker Matt. Because he's so fucking annoying. So Beer Maker Matt. What if is they would take him off, then he would, then Last Man on Earth would be. Then there would be, be no men on yeah, Earth. Yeah, that's the whole part. No, there would be the other dude. Oh, God damn it. Then you wouldn't be interesting. It wouldn't be an interesting story. So Beer Maker Matt, what's your favorite live action comedy of all time? Of all time? Not The Last Man on Earth. Television, yeah. Say so like uh, the way I might qualify it is anytime it's on, you can rewatch it and rewatch it and rewatch it, which makes it kind of different because it might not be your favorite. Because like Seinfeld, I can watch all the time okay. like that, and I'm not sure if it would be my number one, but I can pretty much watch it whenever. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, there's other comedies that I I would. I would consider comedies, but not a lot of other people might consider comedy, like uh, Stargate. Uh, Stargate, yeah, I don't know how much of a comedy that is. <laughs> I would say for me, um, well, because you make fun of me all the time, because I watch it on actual TV. Um, Big Bang Theory? No, uh, Friends. Oh. I watch that. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're actually watching that on CBS, like it's playing right now and how i met your mother yeah i i don't i've i've seen almost every episode of friends i don't really get the friends um frenzy that it went through it was really huge in china also well i'm just saying it's i can just put it on and watch it i mean it doesn't matter what episode i don't get two and a half men well the reason i get two and a half men is it's one of those lowest common denominator things where it just appeals to i mean these really shitty movies do really well. That's, I think, why Two and a Half Men does so well. But I, I would really rather watch it. Last Men on Earth than Two and a Half Men. 
But um, but anyway, besides that, I, I, I never really got... I would still be really upset watching both. <laughs> a lot of friends, I didn't think that was great. But So your, your number one is Friends? Or How I Met Your Mother, or both? Um, probably How I Met Your Mother, because I, I watched the entire series. I think mine would be... Um, yeah, it's hard to say because I want to say something like Arrested Development or like Community or something, but like Seinfeld, I could just watch whenever it's on. If it's on TBS, which I don't have, I can just like it watch it in the middle of an episode. Wasn't a huge Seinfeld. I fan. wasn't either, actually. The first episode. I remember watching the first episode and turning it off because they were in a video store, and I just thought it was so stupid. I think it was the classic episodes that what saved it. Because there's other great shows like Cheers that I never rewatch that are really good, but I never rewatch it. Um, Three's Company, I can watch at any mm-hmm. time. Again Simpsons. and again and again. Yeah, but that's why I said live action. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with 30 Rock. That's probably my favorite comedy of all time, and I can rewatch those. Not again and again like Seinfeld, because they're, but they're also one of those shows that are so full of jokes per minute. Like, there's like five gags per minute that you can just... Sort of like, almost not as yeah. quick as Family Guy, but you can just sit there in the middle, and even if you don't know what's going on in the plot, you'll see something weird happen. So I'm going to go with Arrest, or, uh, 30 Rock. 30 Rock was good. I Another one that I haven't seen in a while, but when it was kind of in syndication, um, was Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Yeah, John, I liked John that, Lithgow, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started rewatching that on Netflix since I was older. I don't think it necessarily really held up, but I really did want to go I back and watch it. I was just thinking, could I watch it now? Like, I could watch it back then, because it was good. But I had I, Jane Curtin, John Lithgow... Um, that <laughs> yeah uh what's his name with three names i just want to say Jason. Haley joel um you know the guy from inception uh, yeah. the kid the long hair yeah mm-hmm. it's a good one all right my number one on this list of the five would be probably modern family i don't really like any of these other shows oh i like last man on earth Hmm. <laughs> and he's your favorite character oh my god Last he's like he, fe- he deserves this I'm like no he doesn't he deserves to like rotten rot out there on the billboard last man on earth is an interesting and challenging show to watch because the main character is so unlikable and in a way that's hard to relate because they've had other characters like that like all in the family archie bunker like he wasn't like exactly the most mm-hmm. guy that you wanted to root for but he's a guy who's had probably trouble his whole life, uh, you know, having friends because he's such a horrible person, and it's probably just made him this way. And now people are kind of forced to know him because he's, you know, well, one the, of the only last person. Yeah. And I feel like Ethan doesn't agree with this part. I do. I do think that he's an ass and he pulls a lot of stuff on his on himself. But I also feel like he has oh, yeah. tremendous bad luck. And that that really sucks for him. She's like, that he doesn't causes suck for him. Like, it all on himself. No, not if all he would of just it. be a little honest, like he didn't want to get married to that chick, and then he, he did because he felt like he was forced to. And then she just went and fucked well, another guy, and he's like, oh great. And then if he just would have waited five more minutes, he would have got January Jones and not the annoying yeah. bitch. And that's and that really would have happened. They they like kind of were into each other, but and he almost humped her again, and then because of his fireworks. That dude showed up. <laughs> so it's just like all this bad luck for him. I feel so bad for him. Hmm. 
Well, I don't think it's necessarily bad luck, but it's like I said, he's not bad he's luck. been this way his whole life, and now instead of just moving on and going on to, you know, other people that are unsuspecting of his personality, he's going to have to be forced to deal with it, and you know, eventually, you know, we'll get to that. It's just going to. Yeah. Have you watched the the last episode yet? Oh yeah. Okay, so now he's got the one that he wanted, who's the one he didn't want. So now we'll see. <laughs> He just wants, he wants everything. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on okay. to <laughs> last call. He's horrible. That's fine to hit this baby. Ow! How do you like that blue balls, Heathen? <laughs> it's all right. It's here. It's making my tummy gurgle. Hmm. All right. Last call. Any last words, Heathen? Not looking forward to this weekend. And I'm super not looking forward to it because it's going to be raining the entire move. But whatever. Move to the new cantina. Move to the new cantina. Mm-hmm. Beer maker Matt, any last words? <coughs> not good. I was thinking about doing too. But Kevin doesn't like it when I burp. <laughs> So I want to remind everyone we're on the final four of our sports movie tourney over on the Sierra Nevada Movie Club Facebook site. It's pretty predictable what's going to happen from here on out. Actually, from like last week, it was predictable from what's going to happen from here on out. So the matchups right now are Field of Dreams versus Jerry Maguire and Hoosiers versus Rocky. It's pretty predictable that Rocky's going to march through everything. Um, Some movies got further than i expected it's kind of weird because a couple weeks only like six people voted and the other vote weeks like 15 people voted so sometimes on those weeks where six people voted some weird movies got through uh because people have weird <laughs> like there's one person that never votes for rocky every time it comes up i think there's one person that never wrote voted for raging bull when it came up and like uh the blind side made it to the final eight which was a surprise like everyone kept i like the blind side but it kept getting reamed on the other side like, how does this movie keep winning? No one here is voting for it. And I was like, well, blame the other guys. And me, because I voted for it. <laughs> um, Field of Dreams versus Jerry Maguire, Hoosiers versus Rocky. We do have some interesting um, conversations of Field of <laughs> Dreams versus Jerry Maguire, at least. Although they're both are going to fall to Rocky when they, when they make it there. That was a fun conversation, and it was mostly between girls. So that was, that was a fun conversation that you wouldn't normally have. That was able to be brought up just because of your... They kind of talk about these two movies on the other side, too, because mm-hmm. that's the uh, kind of split opinion. Most people are going for Field of Dreams, but, um, you know, no one's going for Hoosiers, even though it's a good movie. Just, it was pretty it's much rocking. just me going, Jerry Maguire, and they were like, but... And I'm like, you... It was all about just... It, it, made, a, it made men cry, and I'm like, so he gets the vote because it made men cry? That's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and I even brought that up as my evidence on the other side why I was voting for it. I said, Jerry Maguire is like a chick flick for men. Because I just rewatched it on Netflix the other day, and I was like, that's a good movie. No, like they were she, Tanya, or Tanya was talking about how Hoosiers... Okay, never mind. All right. How rude. <laughs> you already had why you gotta be words. so rude? So, um, if you want to be a band of the week, you can email us at potablepictureshow at gmail.com. 
Don't forget to go to our website to look for pictures, which is potablepictureshow.com. Um, you can hit our hotline, which I don't have the number uh, memorized. But look for us. Do those things if you're in the area. Go see a movie with us with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. We see a movie every Tuesday. We do have a, ba- a new band playing us out this week. They are called Abandoned Minds. Minds, like your mind that you think out of. Not like Enemy Minds with Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. But ab- Abandoned Minds are out of Carson, Nevada. You can find more information about them at AbandonedMinds.com or Facebook.com slash AbandonedMinds. They sent me three tracks. I am playing one called, um, actually I didn't write it down, what the name of the song is, but you look for it on PotablePictureShow.com. They say that on May 16th, they're playing a show at Jub Jub's Thirst Parlor, and it is a benefit show. It's at 6 p.m., and donations are welcome if you want to go down to Jub Jub's. I've seen some good bands down there at Jub Jub's. I've, um, I got a free CD down there by buying a girl a drink. She didn't say I had pretty eyes. She was a singer in the band and was just selling CDs. And I wanted a CD. I would have bought one anyway. I said, how much? And she said, $6. I said, all I have is $5. She said, well, buy me a shot. And I said, all right. And then she gave me a CD. Very cool. That was not Abandoned Minds. That was a different band. Anyway, playing us out this week is Abandoned Minds. Keep it wet, everybody.
Oh, we never said the porn parody. What's your porn parody of Hot Pursuit? Hot Pursuit. Ethan, what's your porn parody of Hot Pursuit? Boy, right on the ball there. <laughs> Mine is hot birthday suit. <laughs> or, alternatively, slut pursuit. Heathen does not have one. A taco toot. Like a queef? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I don't know, does this stuff go bad? No, it didn't taste bad. It still tastes sweet. The creamy part tasted like chunky to me or something. <laughs>